In Father Teresa's wine cellar, we believe all oppression is intersectional. And this means our analysis of current events frequently includes discussion of difficult and explicit content. Any combination of the following topics could be included in our show murder, rape, war, climate change, racism, sexism, violence, sexual violence, homophobic violence, heterocentrism. Discrimination and abuse against individuals of nonconformist sexuality, domestic violence, child abuse, child rape, child neglect, elderly abuse, verbal abuse, police brutality, microaggressions, ableism, cyberbullying, genital mutilation, ideological extremism, and people just being total fucking assholes. There we are. All right. And Wine Cellar Media audio coming in to kick it with the video. It is 2.31 in the a.m. I need to be in the factory at 4.30 a.m. I need to prep machine parts. And then I need to make sure that the world has somewhere in the neighborhood of 195 um, pouches of Pepperidge Farm goldfish crackers a minute. Because capitalism makes sure that you have what you need. Yes. And what you need is more goldfish crackers. So I'm going to go in the factory, run the machines, and do that. And then also they've been putting um, a black woman at the production line outside of my line. And they've been having a hard time. So I get the Pepperidge uh, farm crackers running. And then I run over there and help them with some boxes. Because they're very close to my production line. So I can dip over there, dip back to my machines, get my paperwork. Um, Then I have to run outside my room and send the staff workers off to break and lunch, hit my machines, hit my paperwork, dip back, help the other folks at the other line. Yeah, so I I, I move quite a bit. I probably hit several miles per shift. And these are just the eight-hour shifts. All right, folks, and uh, thanks, folks, um, hitting up the uh, iTunes, the iTunes reviews. I'm wondering if the iTunes reviews, well, plus the type of episodes we're doing are helping us, because I'm noticing in iTunes, there are more shows that are actually kind of like ours, (laughs) as far as, like, suggested shows, because over the years, when you went to iTunes and looked up our show, I wasn't feeling the shit that they said we're similar to. Mm No. No. All right. Uh, 12 folks tuned in. Wine Cellar Media. Uh, first thing, when I wake up in the morning, God damn it, I want to know what the good news is. Mm, really? All right. You like good news. You're saying I don't like good news. You don't like good news. Miss Ma'am. Uh, this article is on uh, USA Today by Doyle Rice. Doyle Fothermuckin Rice. Uh, posted yesterday evening. We're talking in the hour of 8 Central Standard Time. And what Doyle is trying to tell us is that um, it doesn't take a storm to um, inundate the coast with potentially ruinous floodwaters. Why is that? Now, uh, Doyle continues on telling us that a nuisance or sunny day high tide flooding is becoming more commonplace across the U.S. And a federal report released on Tuesday. It was released on Tuesday. Now, those of you that tune in to MSNBC. Yes. It is Wednesday. It has been 24 hours. MSNBC is a 24 hour station. Are they covering this? Tell them that Russia is raising the sea level so they will cover this. You shouldn't have to go to some fucking $5 ass podcast <laughs> uh, to get this. And it's on USA Today. This USA Today's mainstream is shit. Yeah. They've been around since fuck them damn before I was born maybe. Right? I'm 1983. How old is USA to fucking day? <clears throat> to fucking day. Uh, so... Um, it is a report released by the uh, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, and they warn NOAA. Damn, we've we've seen them before. Mm-hmm. They warn that such flooding will worsen in the decades to come as seas continue to rise because glaciers are melting 
because it's too fucking hot. And you know what else the glaciers melting is doing? Releasing more gas into the air that's making it hotter so they'll melt more. Climate change begets climate change. Stop capitalisming. Well, Joe Biden's going to fix it because he's a progressive now. Phoenix Cleeter's full of energy. She got plenty of sleep. It's 2.30 in the morning. Jesus Christ, your back feels cold. What? Yeah, I'm rubbing your back. Your oh, back feels cold. cold. I'm actually sweating. Sweating? Yeah. But you put on a hooded sweatshirt. Yes. All right, Phoenix Kalita. <laughs> She's doing it. She's got it going. <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> um, And this is a quote from the NOAA. Remember, that's National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration. <clears throat> and they say that America's coastal communities and their economies are suffering from the effects of high tide flooding, and it's only going to increase in the future. Exponentially is the word they left out. All right, because, yeah, it's going to increase, but it's not going to be like fucking I give you a it's like an old cartoon that used to really make me laugh because. You know, when you're a child and you get the joke and you're like, oh, I'm in on it. Mm-hmm. And um, it was uh, a bird, a cat and a younger cat. And they're like trying to catch birds outside or whatever the fuck cats are doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were splitting up some take from like a hit, a lick they hit, some mm-hmm. robbery or something. And he was like, OK, here's one for you. Here's one for me. Two for you. One, two for me. Right. Three for you. One, two, three for me. Right. That's climate change and sea level rise. It's ex- exponential. It is one, two, three for us. We don't just get five every day. It's going to go five, eight, 12, 17. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, although not mentioned in the report on Tuesday, seas are rising in due part to climate change. Get the fuck out of here. We had no idea, Doyle. And that is also according to the online NOAA fact sheet with a quote. The two major causes of global sea level rise are thermal expansion caused by the warming of the ocean since water expands as it warms and increased melting of land based ice such as glaciers and ice sheets. I cover this shit a little too much and I end up getting ahead of the story Hmm. with my commentary. Hmm. So... Folks, enjoy the living shit out of that. Hmm, 13 people tuned in. The fuck what y'all the fuck doing? are you people up? We don't know what time what? zones they're in. What? Right? Not everybody that tunes in is from McMurka, but then also, <sighs> why am I up? Capitalism. Hmm. I gotta go down to the factory. I wouldn't be up right now. I don't get up till like 4 a.m. Yeah. If I don't have to, you know, go down to the factory, I'd be up petting the cat Killmonger. Like, hey, Killmonger. And then I whisper in his ear, you're the Killmonger. You do that. That is. That's what I do. I'm a a fucking creep. And I tell my cat he's the Killmonger. The only one. All right. And Phoenix Kaliter has some neat shit coming off the Charleston Gazette. Yes. What in the Marth and Frack is that? So a Pendleton mail carrier uh, pleads guilty in voter fraud case. So I find this one to be interesting because I know Trump has been going up on this whole, like, we can't mail in ballots because voter fraud, but because, like, Democrats are working with MS-13 or something, you know, the typical uh, conspiracy theories. However, it turns out that it's actually the Republicans fucking with uh, votes. So a Pendleton County mail mail carrier has admitted to federal charges in which he changed party affiliation on absentee voter requests for the state's primary election. Thomas Cooper, age 47, 47, and this is what you fucking amount uh, you're, to. You're super quiet. <laughs> oh, well, I, okay. I feel like I'm yelling, but all right. <laughs> no. Phoenix <laughs> um, leader did not get any fucking rest. Um, all right. Okay. So a Pendleton County mail carrier has admitted to federal charges in which he changed the party affiliation on absentee voter requests for the state's primary election. Thomas Cooper, 47. This is what he amounted to, 47 years of life, and this is his fucking legacy of somewhere called Dry Fork. Terrible name. Dry Fork? Yeah. Some white man named that after a problem he had one day. (laughs) No. He's like, because I mean, I guess if you're eating, your fork is wet from your saliva because you're eating. So fucking, this was like the first class reductionist. And he, he was like, we're going to overthrow this capitalizing government. We're the Dry Fork Society. We ain't got nothing to eat. 
Oh no, stop hitting me, Mr. Police Man. You're supposed to hit niggers. Don't tase me, bro. Yeah, I'm um, telling you, working class white man, the cops will kill you too. All right, so Thomas Cooper from Dry Fork uh, <laughs> pleaded guilty Thursday to single counts of injury to the male. How the fuck is that the name of the charge? Oh, cool. I love stupid bullshit like this. Injury to the male? Uh, male matters? All male matters. All right. Uh, so he was charged with injury to the male and attempted to fraud the residents of West Virginia of a fair election. The case was part of a joint investigation by the offices of West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey, uh, U.S. Attorney General U.S. Attorney Bill Powell, and Secretary of State Mac Warner. Is that West Virginia or regular Virginia? West Virginia. So the people that have Joe Manchin, you can't really make their elections worse. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, you can. Uh, an affidavit filed by investigators states that Cooper fraudulently altered eight absentee ballots, uh, ballot requests in Pendleton County by changing the party affiliation on five of them from Democrat to Republican. All right. I'm sure that Fox News is going to cover this, though. Cooper had access to the ballot request through his employment as a rural mail carrier. He was responsible for the mail delivery in three towns from which uh, the tampered requests were mailed. Onego, Riverton, and Franklin. Mm -hmm. uh, the alterations were caught by an elections official at the Pendleton County Courthouse and reported to the state's election fraud task force. Cooper admitted to altering some of the requests once questioned. Uh, news of the guilty plea underscores the strength of our case, Morrissey said. Really? All right, that's an interesting You don't phrasing. like underpinning the strength of your case? But saying that underscores the strength of our case means that he's going to get a plea deal because he already admitted to it and they wanted to be like, take him to court and be like, we're going to prove it happened. Like more malicious, you know, how it tends to be with a certain type of people in their jurisprudence. Yeah. Um, Morrissey said, our team remains committed to protecting the integrity of elections in West Virginia. Our citizens deserve nothing less. Warner also applauded the plea in West Virginia. Every vote counts, and those that attempt to disrupt our democratic process will be held accountable. I am pleased with the outcome of the election fraud task force efforts to investigate and proceed with prosecution expeditiously to obtain a guilty plea of absentee balloting fraud. Okay. Ah, uh, they didn't close this one out saying what the potential sentence was. That's... I want to know. <laughs> That's, like, the important part of the story, right? Because it is tampering with the fucking mail. Right. Yeah, like, and there's a movie called uh, Dazed and Confused, where I heard the line that says, that is a federal offense. It is a federal offense. Oh, aha, uh -huh. he faces up to eight years in prison. Whew. That's like, when I worked, I worked at a factory, um, not a factory, a warehouse. This was not a factory at all, actually. It was just warehousing, and it was shit that was uh, being shipped in, because Washington State is a big import, right, mm -hmm. area. And uh, imported shit that was mostly going to Target stores. And, like, at one point, um, I guess it was kind of going into that season where a whole bunch of video games were being shipped in. Yeah. And they were like, folks, we get it. You're literally seeing hundreds, if not thousands, of boxes of video games. Yeah. If you take one, you're actually stealing official U.S. mail. Because that's really what that that warehouse was, was just mm -hmm. a giant post office for packages okay. that go to stores. It's like, yeah, don't take shit from here. It's official U.S. mail. Okay. Don't fuck around. Like in my factory, like I just said, packaging goldfish crackers. What are you, shitting me? Hell yeah, I go in the other room and eat some Oreos. <laughs> They're mint Oreos. And, I mean, we know how we like things fresh. Yes. This is still in the factory. Yeah. That's a fresh mint Oreo. You think I'm not going to have five or 30? 30. <laughs> eh, you know, dad jokes about eating cookies. Uh -huh. Dad likes cookies. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, Miss Ma'am. I'll go ahead and uh, split the segment. Okay. The news is a shit show these days. And we're here to give you a break from the white supremacist media bullshit by bringing you the shitty news so that you can feel less like shit because you know the people discussing all the fucked up shit give a shit about you and the shitty situations you deal with every day. So shit, pour yourself a glass and settle in for Father Teresa's Wine Cellar. 
the old people on video is just going to keep on going. Um, I, I, I love that people are just avoiding the slur. Yeah. Right? Just, that's like how, um, like, you don't have to say the slur to get the point across to the person you're talking to. Right. Right? Like, when I'm talking about toxic masculinity or something, I'm like, oh, if this person <laughs> doesn't do this, he'll be considered a homophobic slur. And folks already know. Yeah. So, like, what what's that headline of this article? Uh, Washington NFL team retires old nickname logo, developing new name and design. It's like a new Washington NFL team. Everybody knows what the fuck you're talking about. Right. You don't have to say the murderous fucking slur, which was actually a job, folks. Yeah. Like, because the um, the scalp was, like, basically turning in your paperwork. Yeah. Like, I turn in my paperwork at the end of my shift for running the machines. Like, oh, whoop, whoop, we ran this much film on this one. These were the average weights of pouches that came out. Um, right now we're running fourteen grams, so it's like, oh, the you know this many were fourteen point three, this many were fourteen point two. This is the average. Mm-hmm. You know, I turn in my paperwork. They turned in scalps of yeah. human beings that they murdered because it was their job. Yep. All right, ma'am. I know you want to get to that article. You're jazzed. Oh, it's. It's actually not a very long article because there's not information yet. Like, the biggest thing is that they're no longer going to be known um, as that name, but they haven't said yet what the new name is. So, uh, owner Dan Snyder announced Monday the team will officially change its nickname. Uh, I say nickname like it's not like the name. Uh, A new name has not yet been revealed. Right? The team announced in early July it would undergo a re- thorough review of the name after internal discussions about a change. Uh, Commissioner, Commissioner Roger Goodell said that he had discussions with Snyder over several weeks and that the league is supportive of this important step. The change comes amid ongoing protests against racial injustice, which was spurred by the death of George Floyd, an unarmed black man who was killed in police custody. Uh, there was also a push after sponsors threatened to pull support for the team. According to Mary Emily O'Hara of Adweek, 87 investment firms and shareholders worth a collective $620 billion sent letters to Nike, FedEx, and PepsiCo to sever ties with the team until the name was changed. So see, when you have money, you can get what you want. Uh, I don't know, man. It doesn't seem uh, woke. And I'm, I'm woke as hell. We have communicated to the team in Washington. See, again, nobody's saying it. The team in Washington. uh, Our request that they change the name, FedEx said in a statement. FedEx is a major team sponsor with naming rights to the stadium worth $205 million, while CEO Fred Smith is a minority owner of the team. Mm -hmm. PepsiCo also announced it was time for a change, while Nike responded by removing related products from its website. Can you imagine how much white people are about to start paying for those jerseys? Like, now that they're not going to be available any longer. Folks, we're going to start a GoFundMe to raise (laughs) money to buy up all the racial slur jerseys. (laughs) And then burn them on camera. Oh, God, that would be great. (laughs) Like, there will be at least, like, five white people who literally have a heart attack watching it happen. And then we're going to start a GoFundMe as congratulation money for doing it, because bills exist. Nah, that's fucking grifty. Uh, minority owners Dwight Shar and Robert Rotham also put pressure on Snyder by saying they were going to shell, sell their shares in the team. Okay. Right. Uh, the, there has been a long call for the Washington team to change its name, which was considered racist to na- Native Americans. Fawn Sharp, president of the National Congress of American Indians, which represents over 500 tribal nations, called it a racial slur in a June letter while urging players not to play for the team. Uh, As long as the team name stands, players of conscience should sit at home rather than wearing the NFL equivalent of the Confederate flag. All right. Uh, Over a a dozen Native American leaders sent uh, a letter to Goodall earlier this month calling for change, noting that serious harm, uh, noting the serious harm this racist team name has caused to Native peoples. So they're going to change it. They haven't said to what yet. They haven't come out with a new logo yet. But it's interesting that this is how everybody else is covering the story. Meanwhile, Fox News has an interview with the former player who's like, I'm always going to call it that. I don't care. Because, of course, Fox News did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they should uh, fucking change it to um, change it to the, the Hueys. 
and then sign Cappy, the the light skinned yeah, brother. Sign Kaepernick. <laughs> that just just to amuse me. I'm not gonna watch the fo- the football games, but just to amuse me, do it. Yeah. And I'm not even like a protester, right? Like I actually like football. Like I like seeing it. Hell, if if I had time, I'd like to get out there and play it. You know, a little little football action get me padded up though you know don't just go throwing me out there hell i I go to work with knee pads on if i'm gonna play some football fucking pad me the fuck up but hell i wouldn't mind getting out there with some other uh you know some other flabby potheads and go play some football we can blaze first during and after Oh, by the way, it's Jeff Bostick who looks exactly the way you would expect him to look mister i'm gonna keep calling it that why is his old ass wearing the jersey? That makes me want to give him a hit. Just can you still because take one? Because he used one? to play back when. Nigga, you used to play. It's like, nigga, I, I'm a factory worker. My job <laughs> is to go to the gym every day. I <laughs> let's have a challenge. Ah, I fucking hate those guys. Yeah. All right. Uh, doobie doo doo. And WineCellarMedia.com, folks, you are tuned into it. It is morning wine cellar. It's 2.51 in the a.m. Phoenix Kaleeder has more heat for that ass. Yes. Uh, how many more stories are we doing? Hmm, 2.51. What's your, what's, what's your best one? What's, what's your heat? My best one. What's your heat? Uh, it'd probably be the 13-year-old, yeah? With the shooting? Okay, so a uh, thug, a criminal... I'd say of super predator age. Yes. Is going to be tried as an adult because you, you want to make grown man decisions, you're going to play grown man prices. Pay grown man prices. Yeah. Tried as an adult for shooting and killing his brother while playing white and whiter. <laughs> no, no, no. Cops and robbers. Which, yes. like, who the fuck? Your parents didn't. I'm, this is some weird parenting shaming that's coming out of my face right <laughs> yeah. now. Okay. But you didn't get your kids some damn video games or something? They're playing cops and robbers? That shouldn't even exist anymore. Shit, you know the grossest thing. Here, let's say these words out loud. Let's play cowboys and Indians. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Children running around pointing finger guns at each other. Yeah. Playing cowboys. Woo! Yeah. Disgusting. So is cops and robbers. Robbers are people in New York that Ocasio Cortez says try to pay bills, but (laughs) Andrew Cuomo says, who the fuck would commit a crime to pay their rent? (sighs) What are you talking about? Yes. (laughs) Nigga. Alright, so, um. Alright, the boy has been charged with first degree murder and second degree aggravated assault. Actually, I'm going to scroll down before I read it because I just want to see if I get the same thing. Oh, I don't. Okay. Because uh, I talked about this on Twitter and somebody was like, oh, they're, are they doing this because he's a black kid? Because there's an ad halfway through the article. But um, the way they saw it was a black kid's picture halfway through the article, even though the family involved is white. Oh, yeah. Did you screenshot like, that? I did screenshot yeah, that. Yeah, that was... You showed me yeah. that. That was a bug out. Yeah. So I was like, that's really interesting. Um but they don't have a picture of the kid who did the shooting. They have a picture of the brother who got shot. Uh, and he is definitely not a black child. <laughs> that's the thing. See, and that's how white supremacy just confuses itself. You're trying to show me the victim to say the victim was white. But if the victim's brother right. is his brother, <laughs> right. just show me the fucking murderous white thug. Let me see Which, the 13-year-old and, killer. And it was an especially like dark-skinned black child, too. Yeah. And it was a black child who looked to be about the same age. I was like, so they just happened to have a fucking article about a dark-skinned black kid? Wait, and the image you showed me, wasn't it um the kid bald? Yeah. They were rock, They were George Stinnying. Somebody yeah. purposely did a George Stinny. Yeah. Uh, George Stinny, uh, some white folks might be tuned in. Um, mm-hmm. uh, George Stinny, was he uh, accused of kissing a white girl? No, on the killing playground? two killing. white girls, yeah. What the? F- okay, yeah. I flipped it. Yeah. I guess I changed two no, there is No, there is a story about two black boys who got accused of trying to kiss two white girls, but... That was a different story. Stinny was different. Stinny was a different story, yeah. And he was accused of killing two white girls who were most likely, well, ain't nobody killing no damn... They got killed, but they were clearly killed by, like, a grown-ass person because somebody was, like, dragging their bodies around and shit. Like, that wasn't no little fucking... Because they were, like, 10-year-old girls and he was, like, a 12-year-old boy. Like, he did not fucking... 
And this was not a GMO boy. He wasn't eating the food that got kids fucking taller than me and shit right now. <laughs> right, yeah. He was not fucking raping and dragging, like, dead bodies around. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, but he was convicted nonetheless and was uh, sentenced to death and actually... Didn't they electric chair him? They did, and that was the thing, is he was so small that he couldn't fit into the electric chair, so they had to put um, phone books on the seat and put him on top of the phone books so that he was, like, in proper position so he could be, like, tied down to it. You know, they have, like, the things on your arms and legs where they tie you down when they put you in. Like, he was so small he couldn't, like... Oh, yeah, they're aware of what they're doing. They oh, know fuck, they're, yeah. they're just sadists that wanted to murder a nigger child. Well, yeah, I also think that probably one of the cops is the person who <clears throat> killed those girls and just, you know... Oh, God, that's the story of cops in general. Like, yeah. cops just be killing and raping a lot. So, so yeah. Um, Shit, human which, trafficking is their job. My bad. Yeah. Oh, also, if you watch the uh, new Candyman um, promo, you will see a George Stinney reference in it. No. Oh. Yes. Well, there you go. All right. So, uh, a 13-year-old boy from Pennsylvania will be tried as an adult for fatally shooting his 9-year-old brother in the head, according to online court dockets. Brandon Wright of Waynesboro was charged Wednesday with first-degree criminal homicide and second-degree aggravated assault and was denied bail. According to a state police arrest affidavit obtained by Patriot News, uh, Brayden says uh, he shot his brother as they were playing cops and robbers approximately 6 a.m. on a Wednesday. The 13-year-old told arresting officer Erica Polka that he retrieved one of the two loaded 9mm handguns their father kept in the living room couch. Wait, in use... the couch? Yes. Is it one of them couches? I guess probably has, like, compartments in it. One of them joints you pay, like, $800 for. But they're not locked up. You cannot have loaded handguns with children in the house. Yeah, but like, if if they are locked up, when someone busts in, you got to be able to get your gun quickly. Right. Which mm-hmm. is guaranteed to happen in suburban, upper middle class, white neighborhoods. I don't actually know where they're from. Yeah, I don't know if they're upper <clears throat> middle class, but they're, I don't know. But I mean, they have a house, so. They can afford guns. That's the thing. If you two can guns. Guns that we know of. Cheap, folks. Two, two guns that we know of. Um, So, I... <laughs> kept fucking guns in the fucking uh, couch. Uh, The boy's father, Mark Snyder, later told police he kept the guns loaded and unsecured for quote-unquote home protection. Okay. Are you looking up the price? Uh, I'm just looking up 9mm handgun price. Six, seven hundred bucks. You shitting me? No. (laughs) Why? Okay, classicfirearms.com. Yes. That's where I should be going? Uh... You can. I'm not into guns. I don't. I don't know what's going on. The most guns I know about are in gangster rap songs and yes. action movies. I'm yeah. not seeing the. Oh, there they are. Yeah. Oh, this is a special price: two hundred and seventy-nine dollars. It's on sale. Yeah, but see the one above it is six hundred and ninety-nine. No. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's just like. Oh yeah, God! Eight eighty-nine. For a Browning high-powered 9mm pistol. Why do you need a high-powered one? <laughs> what was wrong with the with the regular gun? Was the regular gun not killing people dead enough? <laughs> well, you know, you gotta make sure. Not enough blood splatter. I want sure. more carnage in my killing. Uh, right, so... But again, two loaded handguns unsecured. The kids knew where they were. Like, what the fuck? Um, <gasps> so what? Oh, my bad. I'm just looking... Because I've heard people say the word Beretta. Yes. $4,000? That motherfucker better do more than just shoot people, nigga. I want laundry done by this thing. This thing better do $4,000 worth of shit. It does not. It does what not. the fuck? No, it definitely does not. Um, but not all Berettas are that expensive either. Okay, here's another Beretta, but it doesn't have a price listed. It just says in stock. Yeah. All right, I'm done looking at guns. Um, <laughs> yes. So, 
Uh, now, here's actually why I wanted to cover the story. Uh, because, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, we blame, society blames crimes on things, right? So it's like, oh, black people are violent because gangster rap, right? Or yes. kids are violent because violent video games. You know, they're playing fucking Mortal Kombat and fucking, yeah, you know, that's Battlefield. That's, the, these kids in 2020, yes. they were listening to Warren G, Regulate. <laughs> yes. And they were like, oh, Nate Dogg is about to make some bodies turn cold. I'm about to do that. In 2020, right. they were bumping mm-hmm. South Central Cartel, mm-hmm. SC nigga, with some gangster shit. My bad, white people tuned in. All right, I'm going to stop. <laughs> um, I don't know. The Rembrandts, you like that? They were listening the to the Rembrandts. The Rembrandts. <laughs> um, but no, that's the thing, right? So people say, oh, well, it's violent video games. Like, you know, fucking, um, you know, like these fighting video games or these like military video games or it's like rap music or it's like violent uh, movies and TV shows like these mob movies and like all these fucking excuses yeah. about what makes kids violent. And... How come we don't talk about how watching police brutality makes kids violent? No, no, no. Because here's the thing. <gasps> no, Arresting no, no. officer Ara Polka <clears throat> mm-hmm. said that Brayden told her he became angry when his brother was, quote, not complying with his commands in the game. I'm just going to say that sentence one yeah, more time. dead air. My bad. That's bad oh, radio. No. I just dead air that <laughs> shit. Because like, cause what the fuck do you say to that, though? Like, honestly. So just one more time. He said he became angry when his brother was not complying with his commands in the game. Brayden then reportedly took a gun, put the muzzle of the gun to the back of his sibling's head as he lay on the couch. According to the affidavit, Brayden told police he was aware the gun was loaded when he pointed it at his brother's head and pulled the trigger. <clears throat> the bullet... Investigator said went through the nine year went through the nine year old boy's skull and out the other side. According to the affidavit, after shooting his brother, Braden put the gun back in the couch, but then called nine one one to report a fall. By the time ah! he- <laughs> I, I fucked up the decibels. All right, <laughs> but again, like that's also showing the age. Like he's thirteen. Like, did you honestly think that they wouldn't be able to tell it was a fucking gunshot? They thought that. Like, it was a, a fall, No, when I, when I was 13, I wasn't that. What the fuck? No, <laughs> ma'am. I'm disagreeing on the age part of that. That That's just how he's raised. Like, he... To it, just lie like that, you mean? Well, are you getting a lot of truth out of white people over the past five centuries? <laughs> they be lying on the spot. Again, like we just said with uh, with George Stinney. Yeah. Like, you think that it was one of the cops involved, but they yeah. immediately lied yeah. off scratch. That's just how they get down. Well, because obviously, like, even if you're a white man, they're still going to fucking kill you if you're out here, like, raping and murdering little white girls. Like, come on now. Yeah. Um, so by the time EMTs arrived, the nine-year-old was bleeding and in cardiac arrest. He was taken to Waynesboro Hospital, but died later Wednesday as a result of his injuries. Uh, on Thursday, a woman identifying herself as a family member set up a GoFundMe to cover legal fees and funeral expenses and counseling for the boy's three sisters. So not only were there two boys in the house, there were three sisters in the house and fucking un, uh, just loaded guns that they could all Wait, access. What, what, what's all that shit they just got? A GoFundMe for legal fees, funeral expenses, and counseling for the other siblings. Damn, you know, white people murder each other and get all that shit. Yeah. Well, actually, let me click the GoFundMe and see how much money they have. They've raised $10,000. Shit, I need to go get me a white brother and kill him. <laughs> I don't think it will work that way for I'm you. I'm old enough to adopt. It will not work that way for you. Yeah. No. I get to uh, kill a white boy. The nine-year-old boy has not officially been identified by officials. I like that. Officially identified by officials. But family members have shared photos of him on social media and GoFundMe. Yesterday, forever changed all our lives, said the campaign's organizer, Kelly Gonzalez. We not only lost a nine-year-old precious little boy, but we could potentially lose his 13-year-old brother. The murderer? Yes. You want to do... We could lose a murderer, an actual super predator. Yeah. Uh, The older brother is scheduled for a preliminary preliminary hearing Monday, July 13th. Okay. Um, but again, I just want to go back to it. I just want to read it. Um, you know, people will blame music or movies or video games, but what is watching these police? And cause it's all over fucking social media. It's all over the news. People, you know, kids are seeing police fucking people up. You can watch fucking, you know, you don't even have to have, um, like an adult social media account. You can see on the news, the cops, when they were, when they killed fucking, um, 
George Floyd, right? When they kill, you know, you can see black bodies in the street all the time after I, police shoot people. Yeah. I think even more than that, because this kid's 13. Yeah. So their parents could be our age, older. Yeah. Maybe even younger, but their their parents are adults and probably talking about it. So if the kids aren't seeing the video, they're hearing their parents talk about it right yeah. in front of them. And, um... But then also, like, look at us. Like, we're working parents, right? We're up at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. doing the podcast. Then I go to the factory. Then you go work for Swap. And we have a kid in the house that's parked in front of the video game. Yep. And we can't do much. We're in quarantine, and we got to pay bills, and we got to get ready to move. We got to work. So he's parked in front of the video game. And, like, I messaged you last night because we've yep. been thinking it's funny because he's yelling with the other kids, and he's saying shit like, that's not how you do it, my guy. And we're like, yeah. Haha, that's funny. Yeah. You know, sometimes we hear a shit or a damn but i heard a homophobic slur mm-hmm. last evening and again this is why i'm a phoenix still thinks i'm too strict but i don't think youtube should be allowed no yeah. youtube yeah. like if i could remove it from that video game that xbox thing i would yeah there should be no youtube do not let children have youtube mm-hmm. because nazis are on there making kid-friendly shit to rope them in yeah and i guarantee you he's looking at nazi shit but we're just not stopping it and we should <laughs> oh i try to monitor what he's been watching on youtube isn't that i go back though? through his, it is because i well i go back through his history because the thing, even though it looks in, it's like PewDiePie. Oh, he doesn't, he's not allowed to watch that guy. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like, like I've really tried to pare it down so that all he's watching is, um, like, uh, like farmers. Because, you know, he's obsessed with farming. He wants to be a farmer. And it's like, you know, it's just someone's like, here, this is how I do handle my dairy cows. And like that type of shit. Hmm. But yeah, that's been, a, that's been an ongoing process. And there was quite a bit of resistance to it in the beginning. Yeah, and remember me, I'll, I'll just take it away. No yeah. YouTube. Take away, he does, like what, school's over. You don't need the school laptop anymore. School's not over. Why the fuck is school still happening? he's in summer school. Wait, for what, he failed? No, he didn't fail, he's just in summer school. Why? Because he can be. Oh, you're just doing it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's like when my biological mother <laughs> bought the books from the school. Yeah, I had the mother that actually went to the school, gave them like 30 bucks per book, and brought, like, math and science books home and yeah. gave us homework over the summer. Yeah, because they're like, we'll put your kids in summer school for free so they don't lose their skills. I'm like, good, great, yeah, let's do that. Because <laughs> uh, that's just the kind of person I am. But, um, again, I just want to, like, go back to this quote when he shot his brother in the head. He said he shot his brother because he was angry that his brother was not complying with his commands while playing cops and robbers. The cop who was, you know, in this scenario, he's played the cop and shot someone for not complying with commands. Maybe we should talk about the effect that, you know, watching police murder people without consequences having on kids. Maybe that's more of an issue than video games. Or then maybe. also the parents may be talking about it. We're talking about it. Yeah. I'm sure they're still seeing it on TV, though, because it's on the fucking news. Oh, it is? Yeah. Yeah, see, I, I don't be watching. Like, I look at Netflix and Hulu. I don't yeah. actually watch real TV. Yeah. No, it's on the news. So. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the damn. All right, that's shit. You're the one that has all the stories. I keep looking at my screen and I'm like, oh, well, I mean, I have a what? Also USA Today, Pennsylvania police have received over $6 million worth of military surplus since 2018. What do you expect? (laughs) Right. That's that. Do you have another story? Oh, sure. If you want to do another one. Yeah, gun Um, one in and wrap it up. Let's see. Is this the... Uh, more LAPD officers face <clears throat> potential criminal charges in false gang data investigation. Yes. Uh, prosecutors have already accused three officers from the department's Metropolitan Division of conspiring to fabricate reports on people that they questioned. Uh, 16 additional officers may now face criminal charges into the investigation of falsified interview reports in which some innocent motorists and pedestrians questioned by police were falsely labeled as gang members in a gang database, according to an LAPD memo. The memo confirms that the total number of officers under investigation in the case is now 24, including the three charged last week, and the 16 more may face future criminal charges, and five others are suspected of violating department policies, but not of breaking the law. Of course not. Uh, NBC's iTeam first reported in January that numerous officers from LAPD's Metropolitan Division were suspected of fabricating information about people they stopped during crime suppression patrols. That is an ominous fucking term. Crime suppression patrol? 
Crime Suppression Control. Patrol. Patrol. That sounds fucking ominous as shit. Wait, Crime Suppression Patrol? Yeah. Like, on some level, that's your job already on paper. You don't have to make up a new unit to do your job. Is that how much you haven't been doing your job? That you had to make up a new program to do your job? Who knows? Um, where did it go? Oh, right. So they are suspected of fabricating information about people they stopped, possibly to falsely boost officers' daily productivity statistics. So to answer your question, yes. (laughs) Uh, According to multiple law enforcement sources. Last Thursday, the L.A. County District Attorney's Office filed a 59-count criminal complaint against three officers, Braxton Shaw, Michael Coblins and Nicholas Martinez. The case accuses them of conspiring to file false police reports and fabricate documents for court. So you know how everyone is like, oh, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. That must be why you're in prison. Um, Again, they were conspiring to file false police reports and fabricate documents for court. Okay. Uh, Officers... Uh, Hold on, I skipped a sentence there. The DA's office said Monday it was still in the process of evaluating evidence against the other 16 officers, but no decisions have been made on whether or not to file charges. Officers Shaw, Koblenz, and Martinez were booked into jail Friday and released without bond. They were ordered to make an initial appearance in court in October. Oh man, I hope I don't forget about this story by October. Uh, The criminal complaint also accuses Shaw of filing gang data on fictitious individuals. What? So people that don't exist. Yeah. They're making gang injunctions for? I guess. Uh, This information was submitted by the officers on field interrogation or FI cards turned in at the end of a shift. Entries on the cards were later added to a statewide law enforcement gang intelligence database called Cal Gangs. Public trust is the bedrock of the community. Wait, I want to know more about that, though. Wait, what the fuck? You want to know more about Cal gangs? Yeah. All right. So they have the generic quote from uh, Chief Michael Moore. Public trust is the bedrock of the community, and these allegations shake that foundation. Nigga, shut the fuck up. I know you don't give a shit. Um, Based on recent audits and ongoing complaint investigations, the the accuracy of the database has been called into question, Moore wrote in an internal memo. To strengthen community trust and avoid any adverse impact on individuals, particularly on communities of color, the department has enacted a complete moratorium on the use of the Cal Gang system. Uh, that's interesting to me because how bad did it have to be that they fucking disbanded the system? And they're already cops. Like, I already (laughs) don't see them in a very good light. Right. Uh, Cal Gangs is managed by the California Department of Justice and Office of the California Attorney General. Attorney General Xavier Bracera announced in February his office would begin an independent review of LAPD submissions to the database and said the LAPD could potentially lose its access to the system if widespread problems were detected. As we learn more, we may need to do more. Okay. Uh, We can and will take further steps as as authorized under AB 90, including suspending or revoking LAPD's access to the Cal Gangs database. AB 90 was the bill that gave their office the oversight of the system. The state is also in the process of revising and limiting criteria for when a person's uh, profile can be added to the database. This kind of behavior is uh, reprehensible and undermines the courageous work our officers do to keep people safe every day, says Mayor Eric Garcetti. Yeah, okay. Uh, the LAPD is expected to make organiza- organizational changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about this fucking Cal Gang thing. Um, other records obtained by the I-Team show that Shaw was investigated by the LAPD Internals Affair in 2016 after his testimony in court appeared to conflict with a video recording from a camera mounted on a patrol car. But the L.A. County District's Attorney's Office decided not to file a criminal charge. So they knew this guy has been grimy since 2016 and let him keep adding shit in for four years. Okay. Um, Metro Division was rapidly expanded in 2015 in response to a violent crime increase. Uh, But was it a violent crime increase if they're putting fake people in the database? I don't know. And putting fake people in a gang database. Yeah. And then, I mean, and this is something that folks have, you know, again, shit before I was born that pigs murder black people and then mark it down as a gang-related killing. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, let's see. Its officers were sent to areas that experienced crime spikes in order to conduct crime suppression patrols. Metro officers do not respond to routine radio calls and can instead focus their time on making observational stop and arrests. Matter of fact. Yeah, but so I- stop and frisk. No, that's stop and arrest. <laughs> you don't always get arrested in a stop and frisk. That's why I've never been arrested. I've been stopped and frisked hella <laughs> fucking, um, uh, shit, I lost it. You had said something there um, previously. They were, they do not respond to routine radio calls, so they can instead focus their time on making observational stops and arrests. I think right before that. Uh, officers were sent to areas that experienced crime spikes in order to conduct crime suppression patrols. <laughs> crime suppression patrols. Nah, there was... Nah, they got the gang injunctions. Yeah. I don't know. What? Damn, I I, I missed something. I had a thought, oh. but it, it fleeted. Oh, Okay. Uh, officers assembled daily statistics about the number of people they stopped and questioned, the number of contacts with gang numbers, number of arrests, and other metrics. Each day, statistics were captured for analysis by LAPD executives, and uh, the officers were told the more gang contacts, the better. Hmm. Good incentive. The more gang contacts, the better. Yes. We make fake gang members. The more gang contacts, the better. Mm-hmm. We make fake gang gang members yes and then now this is way back in the wine cellar this is back when phoenix Kalita wasn't even phoenix Kalita on social media we had not come <laughs> across each other and um <clears throat> there was a story where uh it was out of new york where like you know the the big you know the big cheese with the with the police folks the pigs yeah was like uh hey there are no quotas but then a pig who was tired of this shit and wanted to be a human again testified in court. We totally have quotas. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was it was it was a fun one. It was right around the time that I started doing uh, sex workers' rights, but I think I was still saying prostitution Ooh. at that time. It was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, Chief Moore and LAP. LAPD officials have denied there was pressure to produce any particular type of statistics. The more gang contacts, the better, but all right. And Moore has said the motive behind submitting the alleged false reports wasn't clear. The more gang contacts, the better. (laughs) And I guess there's like somewhat of an update. So the state has officially pulled the LAPD from the gang database. So they are no, uh, no longer allowed to use it. Now, here's the funny thing. By this time next year, you will hear gangster rappers spitting about this. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. We're in the age of YouTube. They might have that track up already. Yeah. Right? Like Snoopy Badass. Again, folks, check out the... I I really... I got so caught up in the first moment of this uh, music video, I never memorized the name of the song. (laughs) I don't think I even really like the song a great deal. Really? No, and I I like Snoopy Badass in general. I just don't like this record. But Jesus Christ, he has that new one, man. Five days ago. Yeah, it's it's called uh, Point Three. And uh, in the in this music video, it opens up with them shooting a cop in the face. Nice. And I'm like, holy shit, this is still on. It only has 5,000 views? Come on, rap fans. Isn't it only a couple days old, though? Ah, shit. And then other people are downloading and re-uploading it. So now there's another one with 1,000 views. Okay. So now you got competing views for the same video, fucking fuckers. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking at another article about this where they're saying that the the state has officially pulled LAPD from the gang database. Um, what I find to be interesting, except I where did it go? Um, is that I think they said that th- where the fuck did it go? Uh, that the LAPD is responsible for like 25 percent of the names in that database. Yeah, there are currently 78,000 profiles in the Cal Gangs database, and 25 percent of them came from the LAPD. And the the LAPD, and because of where they are, like, because folks tend to forget, like, when you hear L.A., people talk about Los Angeles, the city, it's L.A. County. Yeah. So they're pulling from Long Beach with all them, you know, where Snoop and them niggas at and Trey D and them rolling 20s, right? And then Los Angeles in and of itself rolling down Crenshaw. Mm -hmm. Is that a motherfucking Impala? (laughs) 
<laughs> Bitch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom and Compton, right? I yeah. don't know if Carson is in there. Like uh, Watts. Like they they have that area. Like if they were in Northern California, it'd be harder for them to argue that. You know, they'd be like, "What? We got those Oakland group of guys. Mm-hmm. We got to get the Oakland group of guys." Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah, but they actually have sets that they can fake it from, and old yeah. sets that've been around forever. Barry White was a crip. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, and they note in here: in some instances, the defendants are accused of writing on a card that a person admitted to being a gang member, even though body-worn camera video showed the defendants never asked the individual about their gang membership. The defendants allegedly wrote on the card that a person admitted to being in a gang that the person admitted to being a gang member, despite the person interviewed denied gang affiliation. Okay. So, yeah. All right. And that's how many that we know of for now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, well, that's that's good wine cellaring. It is 3.20 in the a.m., folks. I need to be down at the factory about 4.30 in the a.m. Uh, Facebook Live. Eh, no one commented, but look at the time. But some people did tune in. It got all the way up to, like, almost 20 people. There are six people left as we wrap this up. Yes. You hung out for the 50 minutes, and we think that's dope. If you want to hang out for more and more and more 50 minutes and increase, and you want to see us recording out of a better facility, you see us on the camera. The fuck is this? <laughs> um, there's patreon.com slash Media fund. It is not a tiered system. Kick in what you think is worth kicking in. And there's also um, tip jars, several tip jars for convenience. There's the PayPal, paypal.me slash Phoenix and William. Phoenix Kalita set up the cash application, uh, cash app, as it were. Dollar sign Phoenix Kalita, all one word. Yes. And uh, they have this Venmo thing, set up the Venmo thing, which is uh, at Wine Cellar Media. Mm-hmm. And you can hold it down. Uh, folks, hold it down. That's how we replaced the old microphone with this microphone. I was using a 16-year-old microphone. <laughs> replaced it with this one. Replaced the old laptop so we can broadcast live on Facebook again. You know, so uh, we do turn around and use that and make shit happen. And we also buy toilet paper and shit. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, the whatever's left on the shelf still. Because it's <laughs> it's not even like it's gone but the toilet paper shelves are still scarce. Yeah. Like, is that how hard these weirdos went? I think uh, a lot of the supply lines got fucked up. Because, hmm. like, I think a bunch of people were quarantined, so there wasn't people stocking, you know, people, like, stocking from the factory to the store. Like, oh, you know. fuck. Yeah, you need forklift drivers, truck drivers, line workers, machine operators. Yeah, like, for you to get a product in your house where you open up the packaging and say... I don't even like this. <laughs> a gang of people went to work. Yeah. All right. WineCellarMedia.FutherMuckingCom. Please, motherfucker, be as safe as possible wherever you are. End. Don, Don Lemon is starting a podcast called Silence is Not an Option. Why? I don't know. Ah, shit. All right, that must be his New Year's Eve time again. Oof.